This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. We are talking season 22, episode 14, <laughs> I was waiting to see what numbers you put up. Um, the, this episode is called Postgraduate Psychopath. I am Yael Teagle. I'm joined as always by Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hi. Um, thank you to everyone who is here live with us. Thank you to everyone who's listening to us virtually, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Felicia may join us later, but for now, let's remember some of the rules here i'm like trying to organize my screen all right um if you're in a situation and you need help please reach out to rain their number is 1-800-656-4673 um also i can feel it um if you are not ready for jokes this is not the show for you um as with all our episodes, sometimes the show goes dark, and when that happens, we make light. And this is your content warning. Be prepared for that. Um, I see that we have people in the chat already fighting, arguing, justice for Snowball indeed. Yeah. We're, we're going to jump into that um, right now with Season 22, Episode 14, Postgraduate Psychopath. The quick cap is Rollins must revisit an old case when a child sent to juvenile detention is released after his 18th birthday. Not a very helpful quick cap. Um, what did you think of this episode, Taylor? Overall, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool to see someone brought back that we saw in real time commit the first set of crimes. So I was really excited for his return. Did I think that it went a little over the top in some places? Of course. But overall, I think it was a really um, fun episode. I mean, as bad as I had to say, because there was a lot of bloodshed and <laughs> bad things that happened. But we, um, of course, had some quirky characters I'm excited to talk about. And um, you're right, Zach, justice for Snowball. R.I.P. in our hearts forever. Um, I do appreciate uh, how fun it is to bring someone back. Honestly, it's one of the best uh, best done episodes to do something like that. Um, this, mm -hmm. you know, Henry Mesner was such a, a memorable character. It was such a that was such a great episode. He was so scary, like, yes. and he was so young, so it made it so much creepier. Yeah, um, and the like, honestly, the connections, the beautiful connections to that last episode was so wonderful, mm -hmm. not just in the flashbacks, but when he and Rollins talk mm -hmm. about the strawberries, like, so really amazing. Yeah. Um, so a big shout out to uh, Ethan uh, Kutkowski, who played Henry in both episodes. That's important to note because you may have noticed what I noticed. First of all, I appreciate them killing off his original mother. Because no, I want Hope Davis back. Because if they were not going to bring Hope Davis back, I appreciate I know, but Hope, why didn't you clear your schedule for this occasion? Come on. Here's the thing. She wasn't going to come back for a non-speaking role the same way that I believe the original father did not come back because he had one scene and then was murdered. <laughs> But, like, take one for the team. Take one for me. Like, I really wanted to see the OGs back again. I, they didn't have to die. We had some new people come in and be sacrificed. So I thing. could not believe that they replaced his father. But then as soon as he was dead, I went, that's why. I'm pretty sure they offered it to the actor. And he went, no. He in a pandemic? You gotta do that. That's true. That's true. Um, also, we have New Ruby. I have to give a shout out to this actress. Um, New Ruby played by Maxine Wanderer. Really amazing performance. Um, as much as I was like, there's no way that that's Ruby. This girl was fantastic. Um, and I, I loved it. 
It was also great that they brought um, the character of Ruby back for such an important element. We did get to see her speak mm-hmm. because she was such a crucial part of the first one that he was in because she was the one who had like the marks all over her body right. and things. So I love that um, we held off on hurting her so we could speak to her. Um, yeah. Also, um, so we had this new stepmom named Holly um, and a new baby brother named Arlo. Arlo. Um, real, okay. Yeah. I, sure. Look, I'll say this really, um, really uh, ballsy of a show to kill a child like that. Um, yeah. I think that's amazingly uh, horrifying. And yeah. I, I think that that like really s- explains who this guy is. It tells us a lot about this character that he's willing mm-hmm. to do this. Um, it reminds me a little bit of charisma of that shot where all of the kids and it's mm. like one of the most haunting scenes. Cause whenever there's like a small child and, we don't have to see it or like hear about it in a lot of detail. I think that really makes it like way more disturbing than anything else almost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we start with a victim named Libby. She's our first victim. Um, I really appreciate later when it's explained the like timeline of things. Uh, I I like it. It made sense to me because it originally (laughs) wouldn't have made sense if he mm-hmm. killed this random girl, then went home and killed the family and then went on his, you know, to find um, Ruby. So I do appreciate that, like, we started with the family uh, Friday morning. Then he killed Libby Friday night. Saturday morning, he visited Rollins. Right. Um, and then that gets us to the rest of the story. I did mm-hmm. like that we then, like, gave us a timeline for everything. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this first victim of Libby. Because when we saw um you know the crime scene i know that i wasn't the only one i say this because it was brought up to me on twitter i wasn't the only one that was like this feels like a william lewis attack yep did that occur to you taylor it did because i saw the tweets and that's (laughs) all i'm gonna say about that (laughs) but when you were watching it didn't cross your mind um at points like the blowtorch thing was very much harkened back I don't know if that was because we didn't obviously tie it in with Olivia like well we kind of did with the therapy at the end I think is what they were kind of going for Mm. but I I guess like I I, like respected the fact that it was similar because they're both psychopaths and so that is kind of like drawing the comparison of they're both like have a similar MO because they're both are wired this insane way is what I kind of in my head was thinking sure no i think that's a fair um rationalization because i was waiting for the like when we saw the cigarette butts um when Mm -hmm. we saw the um the electrical cords that she was tied with i it felt very much like a william lewis attack where he will take what's available and do what he do what he wants with it so uh, i was very uh surprised that it didn't have anything to do with anything um, but right. I like your I like your thoughts is that like they're both wired this way. Yeah. Um, I kind of just wish someone would have pointed it out, but right because it's so similar. Right. It's like, how are you doing? Like even just one point. That's why. That's why I think that maybe. I mean, we had the Bill Irwin character come back and mm-hmm. had that little thing with Olivia, which is what I'm like wondering if that was. I mean, I know we talked about like you know it's because Elliot's back and she has all these feelings, but I'm assuming that that was like a little bit of like, if you'd watched the show and you remembered all the stuff, it would all kind of connect within the episode. Right. I just kind of wish at some points, even Finn being like, we got a little William Lewis here or something. Right. Yeah. That could have been a nice way to just like cue people in who haven't watched the other ones really recently. Right. Um, So I also really enjoyed the connection that they made of why Libby was his first victim, because I, even on second watch, I was like, why did he attack this lady? Oh, because her mother is an adolescent psychiatrist who focused on violent behavior. It was, yes. Oh, I was just gonna say, it was so funny when her mom came in and was like, I'm doctor, whatever her name was. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I wonder why they made her a doctor. Like, that's kind of rare. And then it was like, I was a psychologist of all that. I was like, okay, well, that's why they made her a doctor. I was like, that's cool. Like, just a, a 
mother and a doctor love that we're throwing that in there, but like it definitely had a purpose two seconds later. <laughs> um, yeah. And that she treated him, um, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting. And I did, you know, it did make sense as to why he's attacking. I, I later when Rollins says like this, he's been thinking about this for the last eight years. Like, yeah. Oh, he planned exactly who he's going to hit. Um, mm-hmm. And he, cause he even mentions she's not on the list at one point. Right. Goodness, who else is on? Who else would have been on that? Like, right. Also, I feel like had was he done? His list seemed very short. There's no way. Yeah, because wouldn't Amaro have been? Yeah, exactly. Which I will say, I do kind of wish we brought Nick back, but I understand why we didn't. He's probably doing something else. But yeah, but even a phone call, like a, a a FaceTime call, to be like, he's out. Be careful. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, or or even even just like a has someone checked on Nick? Especially when like um, Rollins is like my kids, you know, they're safe. They're with my mom, whatever. Like, has, is Nick in town? Where does where is Nick these days? What's happening? Right. You know? I'd like to know if we yeah. got to see where Elliot is. I'm sure that maybe someday we'll get to see where Nick is too. Maybe. Um, Maybe. And I hold that thought for my prediction. Um, I've, prediction. I've got a great prediction. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I. Uh, then we get this whole thing with the doctor um, who said no one's ever fooled her before, which seems unlikely if she was fooled by this. I feel like um, I could probably fool her. Yeah, th- this was um, interesting. They talked about how he spent eight years learning how to act like he wasn't, uh, you know, a psychopath and like he's cured, which I found very interesting, um, especially because I found a tweet and I'm going to show it um, for anyone who's on the audio. I, I may retweet it later, but um, I'm going to show this tweet that I found because uh, one of our friends um Kim, or Karen, sorry, one of our friends, Karen, uh, in February of last year, had been re-watching Born Psychopath and wondered what happened to Henry. And our amazing showrunner, Warren Light, said, I would like to bring him back. It's an interesting question. Were they able to help him? Does he have a chance to break diagnosis and become a responsible member of society? Any therapists, doctors, social workers, or teachers want to weigh in on the on his uh, what prognosis is? So... I think that's a very interesting tweet that this the seed was planted um, back in February yeah. of last year. Spoiler alert: He does not become a responsible member of society. Absolutely. I also think what's interesting is the use of this term uh, of to break diagnosis, um, which is said in this episode quite a few times, um, even. Connor, who is his only friend at the place, um, he also said, I've broken diagnosis. I did a little Googling and I can't find, that's how I found that tweet, um, mm-hmm. because I cannot find uh, the idea of breaking diagnosis as a concept um, in this term. So if you are a psychologist or in the mental health field or or a social worker, someone who would know, I would love to hear your thoughts um, on this because this doesn't seem to be a thing. Also, we were talking about this a little uh, off camera before we started, but from what I understand with like a psychopath, it's not a curable thing. And even, you know, uh, Dr. Lindstrom says like he was, he was at this point when he was 10, like, He's probably worse now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But we also kind of talked about how people can probably learn to not go to the extremes that Henry is going, of course. Like, you can have people who are psychopaths but aren't making a hit list and killing people, too. Right. I I feel like being a psychopath doesn't doesn't determine that you're going to be a murderer, right? Like that's right. not I think so. a guarantee. I think I'm assuming there are psychopaths who uh, live regular lives. Yeah, there has to be. I mean, there has to be. There are accountants. Perhaps. <laughs> that's a, a nice TikTok joke. All right. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, those TikTok. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Gen Z. Thanks. 
Um, yeah, Jennifer says to cope with these emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things to, that's what we'd like to see. Um, and Daryl says being a psychopath doesn't make you violent. Yeah, I think, I mean, we can all speculate um, what we think. All right, let's talk a little bit about Cora, Connor's sister. We love Cora. Um, I did appreciate when she said, don't you need a warrant? And we got an answer rather than last time where they went, no. Um, exigent circumstances. Yes. That's what we were sense. looking for. He's a gentle soul. No, he's uh, not, Cora. <laughs> I'm impressed with, honestly, I think like, Seeing the photos, the selfies of them where he's smiling and looks like a, a regular guy is really like, that's the thing that he did for eight years was learn how to do that mm -hmm. um, and learn how to be in a relationship with someone. He would be like a Yates where like he's yeah. in this relationship um, and can sh and can seem very average um, and then also is a serial killer. Um, and so right. I think that's that's interesting and i kind of wish we would have touched more a little bit on that um mm -hmm. because it was clear from the get that it that he wasn't reformed which i also think was interesting like i would have liked an episode where we weren't sure for at least a minute mm -hmm. that's what i was i was like kind of curious i mean i figured that they would go this route because the a scene that's very haunting from the first time he was here is when he like has so much emotion, he like hugs his dad and then his face just goes completely blank and there's like nothing like there. And so I figured that it wouldn't be the case that he is like reformed, but right. it would have been interesting if like perhaps he was framed for something. Um, and they, in the episode was more about like, ooh, I wonder, you know, it was more like a debate about whether this could be a thing that he, you know, got over. Um, which I'm fine that they took it this direction. I think this was good too, but I think that could have been an interesting thing to explore. I agree. Um, I think there were a few things that I would have liked to have explored, um, especially because it was clear from the get that he was, you know, that he was murdering people. Um, right. But I think what's so interesting is he spent eight years and learned how to like mimic, you know, uh, non-sociopathic behaviors. Um, right. And Connor, who we met, I want to be like, you're a bad liar. Why are you so bad at lying? Um, yeah. You And he's like, I've broke a diagnosis. I'm like, I don't think you have because I can see you're lying. You suck yeah, at I don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So um, then we go to, I, I got to talk about Bayville Park um, because I loved this place and we got this incredible scene um in the house of mirrors uh so this episode was directed by noberta barba who is yes barba's namesake um but also is an amazing director has done a few quite a few episodes for us um annie used to be involved with uh grim and the idea of shooting a scene in a house of mirrors is so brilliant but also from a production standpoint sounds like the most challenging thing i like, can't imagine like i've directed a couple of short films and things and i'm just like how do you do that like logistically that sounds insane but it looks so cool i love these shots so much yeah i really like i'm not one to usually call out direction unless i hate it so like this was mind blowing and and especially later when when um the like SWAT was like we're trying to put in cameras we keep just looking at ourselves I'm like yeah how did you shoot this it's gonna be hard to sneak up on someone in a house full of mirrors <laughs> that, that is, is a wonderful quote yeah um absolutely so I remember watching it the first time being like wait a second how are we shooting in this it's yeah um so really amazing. Uh, and then we get Dr. Lindstrom. And this is the other thing I really wanted more of is when Dr. Lindstrom has this conversation about, is he competent to stand trial? Is he morally or ethically or legally, can he stand trial? Like all of these questions, this discussion was so short. Mm -hmm. um, and it, first of all, I was like, 
yes, I'm happy to see Lindstrom again. I wish Wong would have been consulted. Wong was involved in the first case. Um, oh, he would have been so good at this too. And it would have been interesting to see both of them discuss it. Yeah. Because um, they could have had differing opinions too, which right. would have been really interesting. Yeah. Um, and we, you and I agreed on this, so I'm saying it right now. Um, we've spoken at length about how Dr. Lindstrom was somehow very creepy. Um, and I stand by my arguments of before that it must have been costuming and lighting because he seemed great in this episode. He seemed very fine. Like, I was like, okay, I, I like can a, trust him, I think. Yeah, like a good guy who's there to help and do his job and I don't feel threatened. Whereas every other time we saw him, I was like, oh God, he's going to hurt someone. Yeah, I agree. I was like, okay, I don't even, you're like a three on the creepy skill this time where you were 12 earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he was zero this time, but okay. Well, if we're comparing him on the scale, like I trust Olivia the most. I don't trust him as much as that. Like, I see, I see. You, you see, it's a little, it's, it's a little scale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daryl agrees he seems so different for the first times where he looked like a vampire. You're not wrong, Daryl. You're really not. Yeah, uh, Daniel says um, it could have been talked about more. Absolutely. He says, you know, he says you can't lock up the mentally ill. Like that's not helpful and it's not fair and, and i i think that that is such a fascinating conversation because you know um people who are mentally ill need treatment and people who aren't and do violent crimes need something else and it's just mm -hmm. so interesting to have this discussion, especially in our current situation where we're having discussions about prison reform, police reform, you know, the whole system needs upheaval. So to just have one person being like, here's some things to think about and some objections that I have and everyone else to be like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, and I especially like that he pointed out, like, if you're in jail, there's like one person in charge of like 300 people. There's no way that's going to be, like helpful for anyone in this case um and i also kind of like that he that we kind of saw some um internal debate i guess like mm -hmm. in complications with landstorm because he was like whoever let this guy out needs their license revoked immediately yeah. but he shouldn't be out you know he, he shouldn't be in jail either like there's a line like so i like that we kind of had the question of yeah what how do you treat people who have done these heinous violent crimes, but also are in the correct mental space to, to know different or be able to act differently? I, yeah, I totally agree. And I think that Rollins talking about how like he, he did, this was all planned, which is again, like it also was very William lewis -y in that like this, he knew exactly what he was doing every step of the way because yeah. he was like, I will get sent back to a facility uh, rather than into a prison. Um, yes. And Jennifer points totally. out, there could have been more debate between him and Rollins because she was hinting, since uh, it was hinting at it a bit. I agree. Um, absolutely. So uh, we also have this real quick little scene with Olivia um, and Lindstrom. And apparently she's reached out to book an appointment because now that Stabler's back, she needs to go back in. Has she not been seeing you? Him? Yeah, you've never not needed to be there. I'm right. going to tell you that. There's no point that you were should have quit that, girl. Like, <laughs> please go back. Um, but I, I'm glad. Take care of yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please take care of yourself. <laughs> right. Um, and then in the court case, again, Henry knows exactly what he's doing, and he stabs Carisi in the ear. Um, I love a dramatic court scene like that. <laughs> Were you worried at all that we were losing Carisi? No, he's fine. All right. He was fine. In the pencil, though, ooh, that made me cringe. Like, mm. ooh, the lead. Ooh. <laughs> Ow. Um, yeah, but as Rollins says, he's he keeps getting what he wants. He stabbed Carisi to prove that he's crazy. Like, I think that's so interesting. And then we have that quick little scene at the end 
Um, Rons goes to see Henry and says, if you go after Carisi or my family again, it'll be your last day on earth. I'll kill you myself. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. In real life, not acceptable for someone, a cop to say that. In this show, for the dramatics, for the theatrics, for Rollins' character, I kind of liked it. Just like when Olivia had canceled the bus a couple weeks ago. I'm not condoning that in real life, but this is fiction. And so I was like, for the drama, this is a great line. And I love I love a Rollins-centric episode. I think this may be a little bit of an unpopular opinion, but I think like she's always been so fascinating of a character. Mm-hmm. She has so much stuff going on. And I feel like Olivia kind of does too, but kind of holds it in. Rollins can't. Like, Rollins is just all over the place, very outwardly, almost all the time. So I love it that we got more of her because she's been kind of absent. Um, right, dealing a couple with her of episodes. family. Yeah, so I'm glad that we got to see her um, in the room of mirrors back in the action again. Yeah, it's interesting. She is an interesting character. And I do think uh, after she comes out of the House of Mirrors and she asks, and, and Benson is like, what, what was happening? And she's like, you know, I like to poke around in their heads. I'm like, that True. seems unhealthy. Like that seems dangerous. But I was like, I literally, I wrote that quote down as one of my like favorites because I wrote right after that, we know Rollins because that your entire thing is you wanting to talk to these guys. And because she is, she always talks to the people who are very charming. And um, I don't know, these kind of, these kind of criminals Absolutely. are really good at. And she gets um, Rednick to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy, um, every time she does the "you're one of the good guys" thing, yeah, like Holden, right? That was there was a Holden scene. With that Mark, too. Honestly, um, this that last scene, uh, and there was another part that I was like, "Oh man, Henry and Holden, like they would Henry get along. similarities, yeah, so which well. we can't have, so keep them apart." <laughs> I mean, Holden's dead, but. Okay, I couldn't remember if he ends up dying in that. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. He gets shot when she's going to kiss him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> wow, I didn't rewatch that one. Uh, that one freaks me out. I've seen it. Um, I know I said I had predictions, so I'm very excited. What did I tell you to put a pin in with the prediction? You said something. <laughs> I can't remember now. Oh, you're Sorry, kidding. I don't know. All but right, I do well, want to talk a little bit about... Um, the snowball stuff animal being kind of genius. Okay, let's talk about that. I just think that that was a really interesting way to piece it together. Um, yeah. And the fact that he stole it from Libby makes it even like creepier and, and like grosser to me. But I think that was a really interesting way to like r- ring the bell in our team's mind and like very like playing a game with them type of thing. I totally agree, especially because we have been shouting for justice for Snowball. But it is very reasonable that someone would name a fluffy white dog Snowball. Like, that is not a stretch. And that is not a weird name for that dog. Um, So it just feels like... It's true. It's true. But I think that that Amanda had, like, enough doubt in her mind that she wasn't like she was just like that's really weird like that would be really creepy if it was that coincidence but then when Libby was like oh he stole stuff animal from me she was like okay that's a bit of a coincidence there so that's I just what think, I feel like but earlier on when she was given the dog um when Jesse was like it you know his name is Snowball I think it shouldn't have clicked for her at all that that it was him at that point um, yeah. And so then when we like put the piece together of it's Libby's dog, I think at that point, when Benson says like he knows who we are to Finn, mm-hmm. but doesn't yet put say that it's Henry, I just feel like who would know who we are and then put together that it's Henry. I just feel like it was a real big jump because no one's been crying over Snowball the way we the fans have that I mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that. Rollins would have put together Snowball this quickly. That's fair. I mean, I I feel like they yeah maybe skipped a few steps. Obviously, just just, just one time. step. 
yeah no that's a good point but overall i thought it was like a, a, like oh fun i mean it's not it's fun a, but it's just like an interesting combat. writing idea <laughs> just don't want anyone to be like you're insane like you need to help because no i think fun, that, but... I, I think you're right and i think that um that we would have complained had the name snowball not it's been addressed they know that they we we there would be um Held the pay. Right. No, well, then get a shout out. All right. So here's my prediction. I'm ready. Henry is going to escape. Don't do this. With the help of Baron. Yeah. On, wait. You made some points. He is a baby Lewis. And I think that Bronwyn will see that and be like, he is being mistreated. And he is being, you know, they're, they're, they have it out for him. I think that it would make complete sense for Bronwyn to help him escape. Oh, yeah. If there's anyone that's her type to to help, it's this kid. 100%. So yeah. let's do it. Let's bring Sarah back. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> that's, I, as soon as at the end with the little smile, I was like, we're seeing him again for sure. He's going to escape. Bronwyn's going to help. <laughs> as soon as I see someone baking cupcakes, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Um, uh, JNCA says, won't even watch the OG episode again because of Snowball. It was on the other night. <laughs> and as the scene happens, I'm like shouting at the TV. That is death and SVU history. And that's the truth. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry okay. to everyone else, but we can't compete. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have, as you do, some best lines? Boy, do I ever. Um, I love Libby's roommate. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. She's awful. Libby and, I, Libby and I were at a date yesterday, a day rage. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe I'm old, or maybe no, I just can... don't believe it. That's not a Darty. thing. Right? We call them darties, which is day party. Not a dage. Is a darty a thing? A darty's a thing. It was in college, at least. Okay, go on. But a dage, I've never heard of, and I. But I love that it happened because it made it funnier. I also think a Dave would have made sense, which was a day rave, but a rage. Dave would Dave. Yeah, dage is just it. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Okay, great. Okay, I was like, am I old? What's happening? No, I mean, that's not a thing. It's a darty. Thank at you. least where I'm from. Um, I hooked up with my ex. Oh my god, that might have saved my life. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd love that. <laughs> Good. Um, I've already mentioned it's hard gonna be hard to sneak up on someone in a house full of fears because facts, that's very true. We were proven. Um Henry's whole monologue about the ocean I thought was really interesting. Um, the ocean doesn't give a crap about you or anything, it does what it wants, you have to go along with it, and that kind of launching into the fact that he was like in the ocean with his friend and his friend's mom and he like got floated away and he didn't really care. And it's not that it traumatized him. It's the fact that he didn't get to see it happen, which I thought that just like put the nail in like the coffin. I don't think that's right. Whatever analogy, but just showed us who he is and how his brain works. I thought that made it like really quick in my mind. Like that's a whole nother level um and then just when Lindstrom said uh, wherever Henry ends up they need to throw away the key which yes I would agree with that um but I don't think they will <laughs> because I think he will be back like you said um I have a Lindstrom quote as well is that whoever let this kid out should have their license revoked um especially because she was like I've been doing this for 30 years and no one's ever fooled me and I'm like I doubt that's true <laughs> We're going to have to look into that and see if that's the right. case, because I don't think it is. Um, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that those are the best lines. Um, while this episode is not specifically ripped from a headline, I did show you the tweet. Um, but I do have some, I guess, real SVU news. Um, I don't know if anyone else, uh, I'm sure everyone else saw this actually, but whatever, I'll do it anyway. So um, an 11-year-old outside of Orlando, Florida, 
um, was almost abducted um, and she escaped um, by fighting back. But also, um, let me read this uh, story because I want to get these details right because it's Mm -hmm. genius. Um, So she was waiting for the school bus when a knife wielding man tried to abduct her. Um, she was playing with blue slime when the man approached. She fought him and ran away, but made sure to mark him with the slime, an indication tactic she learned from watching SVU. The man was later captured and still had blue dye from the slime on his arm. That's so smart. I saw that story too. I was shook to my core. So smart. Um, And of course, uh, Marishka shared it as well. Let me show you this. Um, and she says, Alyssa, first and foremost, I'm so relieved and grateful to know that you are safe. And I'm so honored to be part of your incredible story. You were one brave, strong, and smart young woman. I think the SVU squad <laughs> might have to add slime to their crime fighting gear. Um, take care of yourself with all your love. Your number one fan, Marishka, which I think is so sweet. So um, sweet. But... People always ask me why I watch this show, and I write it's edutainment. It's true. I mean, it is. That's that's really, that's, I mean, that's amazing that she was able to, like, in the heat of that moment, remember that and act so quickly. Mm-hmm. And the this line, like, what a detail. That's crazy and and amazing. And I'm so glad that she obviously made it out of that situation. Yeah, she said in the statement, um, in a statement that you know she knew that she had to have evidence that she was there, and I was like, "Ooh, you know what? It's the episode where the girl put the headphones in the like car. That mm-hmm. was the one that got her." Um, yeah, yeah. And I know that there's other episodes where people will make sure to leave like DNA under under their fingernails right, or leave a hair somewhere. That's how yeah. Sonia Paxton helped them get the one, the man who murdered her. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah, miss her too. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is some real SVU news. Um, and now I think it's time for our weekly poll. Let's do it. So last week we talked about the crossover episodes. So naturally I asked what your favorite show is or was to cross over with. Coming in um, in fourth place, 2.9% of the vote for Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire. That makes sense, though. I think it's a very, it's a little bit of a different kind of show um, than SBU. In uh, third place, with 20% of the vote, we have The Mothership, regular Law and Order. In second place, we have Chicago PD with 25.7% of the vote. And uh, with 51.4% of the vote, not super surprising, I don't think, is organized crime. That checks out. <laughs> I guess. This week, <laughs> I asked you guys what your favorite Killer Kid episode is. Um, the last one, um, obviously, is Postgraduate Psychopath, but we can group Born Psychopath in with that. Like, mm. the Henry episodes, I'm going to count as one, but I definitely did not have enough characters to explain that. But any of the Henry episodes will count as one of them. Um, the other um, couple options we have is Juvenile, which is season four, episode nine. Um, and I pulled up the synopses so I can remember all of the differences. But this is the one where um, there were two murderers and one of them like tricked the other one into going with them and killing the cancer patient who was growing marijuana in her home. Um, and it was like two boys who uh, did it together. But one of them was going to be like trying as an adult, the other as a child. Whole little mess. Do you have anything to add to that synopsis? <laughs> Um, if I remember the episode correctly, um, the younger one or the like smaller one, I don't remember if he was younger, but the smaller mm-hmm. one was the mastermind. The older one was yes. like um, not developmentally there, but because he was older, he was going to be tried, um, but he had nothing to do with it, really. He's the one who like threw up and panicked. Yes, that is correct. That That's the same one. Yeah. Um, the next one we have is Conscience, which is season six, episode six. That is the one where um, someone murders, uh, someone's murdered at like a birthday party, I think. And all signs point to like a pedophile on the street, but it's really some like 10 year old kid. This episode is one of my favorites um, because 
um, the the father of the murdered kid is a psychiatrist, and he's like, it was an accident. He didn't mean to. Mm. And then later finds out that he is. It was not an accident. He was a psychopath. And the father kills the murderer. And then um, they do. He like gets off with uh, temporary insanity and later mm-hmm. he talks to Stabler about it. And um, he's like, the difference is he would have killed again. So yes. Cool. Yes. Now that you say that, I remember it like, like in more detail, but when I saw the name of that in research, I was like, Oh, I remember like really liking that one. It's um, one of my favorites. It's a good one. Honestly, all of these are actually very good. I think. Yeah. Um, more killer kids, I guess. Like, let's go. <laughs> um, and there were some that I had to leave out too, like Hot House, because we just talked about that one not that long ago. Um, but then the other option I have is Lost Traveler, which is season 13, episode nine. This better known as the Lily Reinhardt episode. Um, she and her BFF just kill some kid walking to school. And Lily's like, why'd you do that? And she's like, why not? And I think you, that you also skipped the Henry, Henry tendencies. You skipped the whole like plot of the episode. Is it's about this Romany family and like the cultural. Well, yes, but the killer kid is Lily Reinhardt, which is yes. why I'm talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go on. Well, that's all I had to say about it. It's okay. <laughs> the Lily Reinhardt episode. Um, it is a really that one's also a really great episode. That one's all of these are. I like oh, honestly good. love all of these. <laughs> yeah, tell you where to find that and and me and. Yeah, in a couple minutes. <laughs> yes, we'll get to that in just a bit. Um, now it's time for our new segment. I'm, I came very prepared for today's. Uh, what did we her. learn? I learned two things. Well, what I learned that I don't think breaking diagnosis is a thing. Um, right. I don't think it's real. But you know what I did learn is real. Bayville Adventure Park is real. Oh, I want to go, but I'm also scared to go now. I'm 100% going to go the next time I'm in New York. I've already looked into it. It is open weekends. <laughs> I'm so stoked. Okay, all right. I will be attending and I will be posting pictures and I will go into that. Well, I might go into the House of Mirrors and try to take pictures and be like, this is where Henry was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like a little oh, nerd. So yes, um, what I learned is that Bayville Adventure Park is real. <laughs> I learned that Hope Davis is dead. Hope Davis <laughs> is about dead. it. I mean, she is not, but her character in this universe is. But I guess now everybody in that family is dead. But at the beginning of the episode, it was very sad she was gone. But now, I mean, she would have been gone after this episode anyway. Um, I mean, I feel like if Ruby's the only one still alive, she better return later. <laughs> yeah. Or she needs, no, she needs to go to witness protection or something. Like, get her away from here. Please. Mm. She's only Please. 13. That's so yeah, sad. Get her away from this place. Please. Uh, if you're watching live in the chat, let us know what you learned this episode. Please do. Because um, I always love the what did we learn. Me too. I'm I've started paying there. attention now, which is fun. <laughs> Coming prepared. Um, Jennifer says, I figured since they made up the theme park for this show, the name would have been uh, more of a pun. No, that's fair. If they had made it up, it would have been more of a pun. That's true. Yeah. I just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, is this real? <laughs> that's, I, I love that they went and shot there too. Like I, and I feel like they scouted that just for the cool mirror, like aesthetics, which I respect. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, um, I'm surprised. Like it, remi- it reminded me of was it zebras where they also went to an amusement park? And um, I, is it Finn yeah. and Munch in that little like car and that like haunted house type thing? More amusement parks. Like, let's go. <laughs> Lottery amusement park win. Like come on. Lottery Coney Island. Let's go. <laughs> um, Daryl says I learned that cat can be shook. That's true. She was very disturbed. Which yeah. I don't blame her. I was too. Um. Yeah, I feel like we didn't we didn't get enough of that, you know. Like, yeah, she's, I'm, I'm, no, I'm hoping for a cat centric episode soon because I feel like I mean she's been a great addition, but I want more of her being like kind of the center of everything. Because I, I, I mean, obviously, this was like kind of more of a Rollins episode. Of course, we've had a lot of Olivia ones um, lately since Elliot's been back. I think Finn's gotten like quite a bit of deserve 
um, airtime with Phoebe and things, which you know I love. So yeah, I hope we get um, some more cat-centric episodes soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Daryl says maybe that will be in the follow-up, but it seemed important than went nowhere. Yeah, that's true. I feel like last episode and this episode, we've been seeing a lot of cat, like, you know, doing more detective-y stuff, um, mm-hmm, right? Like when she and Finn were doing the the interrogation last episode, or not interrogation, but the questioning of the um, the guy who claimed to be Simon's sober um, yeah. sponsor. Uh, when she was like doing the questioning, I was like, oh, this feels like early on um, episodes where Finn was like detectiving when Munch was like showing him the ropes, you know? Totally. Yeah, I agree. It's fun to see her more involved in like the day-to-day processes of everything. Yeah. Um, All right. So that is the, what did we learn? Um, Before we wrap things up, I want to remind people of a little contest we have going on Um, through the last episode of the season, which I think is very soon. Yeah. um, Two or three weeks, maybe. Yeah. So, um, we're asking uh, for comments on iTunes, ratings, and reviews. Um, if you give us a rating, we would like it to be five stars. If it's less than that, we'd like to know why. Um, yes. So we can improve, not so we can hunt you down. Um, well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we would love some more comments on our YouTube videos as well, letting us know, you know what you think. Of course, we love hearing from you. But more importantly, we need help deciding what old episodes we want to talk about during the summer hiatus. So please do do that. Let us know in the iTunes ratings and reviews and also on YouTube. Uh, We've gotten quite a few so far. We are keeping track. We Taylor's keeping track of those um, on our behalf so that we can pick some episodes. If you pick an episode that we've already chosen um, or already done, let us know what other episodes we're totes interested whatever you guys want. Um, so do we have any ratings or reviews that you want to read out? We do not on iTunes. We did get a comment on YouTube last week though, from J Paul Jefferson. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what he's talking about, but I'll read it anyway. And he said, what happened to the continuation the next episode? It was a different plot. So, and, and maybe he like didn't understand that it was a crossover, but even then I understand why you would be confused. I think. between Right. The two. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. If if that's what he's talking about, like, is weird because we're not an organized crime after show. So, like, we're not talking about that second show that has its own weird story going on. Um, that yeah. if you did not watch this week's, I have thoughts on that. Um, it's hard because because one of them is very much a procedural and the other one's serialized, so it's difficult. I think even more so than crossing over to like procedural shows because you have to have more knowledge when you watch OC to understand OC. Whereas SVU, I think you can jump in a lot more easily. Absolutely. Even this episode, which called back to an older episode, gave you the context you needed. The flashbacks and things. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Um, Which also reminds me, I completely forgot, um, show news there was a huge question last week of what happened to that diner scene that was in the promo. And I have the answer to that. Um, So Warren light explained, I believe it was on TV line. I could find the article and I'll tweet it out um, that they shot that. And the things that they talked about in the diner scene haven't happened yet on OC because as we recall, they shut down for a bit due to COVID. So it's out of sync. So they had to remove that scene. And instead we got the weird interaction outside of um, the Warner's office where, uh, where she said Elliot like five times. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's why we don't have that diner scene. They had to cut it. um, Hopefully they'll release it eventually. Yes. Um, Although I don't know that they will since it no longer is correct <laughs> whatever they talked about seems odd um yeah. it seems like continuity like wise won't work yeah yeah well i don't care i'd still like to see it that's fair um also big uh 
S Review podcast news. Uh, for those who missed it, you can now purchase Slammin' Pair of Jeans onesies, or um, I'm calling them pregnancy tops, um, that have Slammin' Pair of Jeans on the belly. So if you would like you, those, there's a link below. I, if you, here's, how about this? I haven't consulted Yale, so feel free to say no, Yale, and you'll see us argue in real time. But if you purchase one and take a picture in it, and if you're pregnant and have a child and take a picture in this merch, you can pick an episode that we discuss. 100%. Is that valid? Okay. Because I want to see it so bad. Yeah. um, If you're prego, please get one of these uh, shirts. Or if you have a baby still wearing a onesie, the onesies are good too. Um, Because I too would like to see a slamming pair of jeans. Please Um, do this for us. Yeah, that link is in the description below. Uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube, it's also in the description on iTunes. Um, I got that all sorted finally. I'm so excited. Because um, your child is a slam and bear jeans. It's true. I don't know what Olivia was talking about. That's the truth. Um, Jennifer says, should I just get pregnant for that? <laughs> I, would ap- I would admire the dedication personally, Jennifer. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, you don't actually have to be pregnant to wear the shirt, especially because I don't think they are maternity clothing. Um, yeah. For those who have no idea what we're talking about, go back and watch Babes um, and then watch our after show for Babes. Baby is not an accessory. It's not a slender jeans. There's more between those two sentences, but you're fine. There is, but that's those that's are the main ones. ones. All right. Um, that is it for us here. Taylor, where can everyone find you and the poll? You can find me and the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore and you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore fake underscore. Thank you. Um, real quick, I want to say some shout outs to people who are live in the chat with us. Daryl's here, Jennifer's here, Zach is here. Um, Daniel is here. I also saw there was another name. It was something with a J. I'm going to find it. JNCA is here. Um, I know that um, we had some people on Twitter who couldn't make it, and I'm sorry you couldn't be here live, but we are live every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern except for next week, which will be special and different. And I don't have any details about that, but next week we will not be live at that time. Um, keep an eye out on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, I'm everywhere at Yale Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Taylor, how do you spell my last name? T-Y-G-I-E-L. Thanks. Um, thank you for knowing that. Thanks for being here, everybody. We love you all. Stay safe. Have a great week. Bye.